Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. I'm excited about today. I see God's doing a lot of great things. There's a lot of people I'm going to acknowledge before the day is over with. But today I'm going to give God his due time. I'm going to go straight into what we're going to talk about today and hope that you'll be able to receive. Amen. I want everybody here to make sure that they understand you're not here by accident, you're here on purpose. Not only are you here on purpose, but you're here on an assignment. Amen? So I want you to understand the assignment. And everybody's assignment is the same, but it's different. Amen? So I want you to understand when we're talking about the assignment that you need to get on the mission. You need to be on the move. You cannot be on an assignment and be stationary. The assignment is calling you to move forward and to go, go yonder. So what I want to do today is to help you to understand this important thing about the assignment because you're on it, you just don't understand it. Some of you in here right now, you don't even realize why you work that job. You, you think that life is all about you. Baby, even when you go to the grocery store, it's bigger than you. You're going to get groceries. And God is sending you to feed somebody. There's somebody you might bump into along the way, even at the gas station, that needs guidance and direction. But the way that God's been using you and trying to train you and trying to equip you, he's trying to get you ready for something that you don't know, that's going on around you but you don't see. So in his own way, he's trying to equip you to carry out the assignment. Some of the people that are in your life right now, they are there because of an assignment. Some of the people lives that you are in, you are there because of an assignment. There are some people in here now, because your grandmama told God on you, God sent somebody to get into your life, to get into your business, to try to give you some direction for life. Everything in your life is happening because God allows it to happen. Some of you all are in some terrible situations because, I'm going to tell you this, God allowed it. You're in situations because God allowed it. He couldn't get your information. He couldn't get your attention. He couldn't get your address. No other way unless he allowed some things to happen. And since God allowed them to happen, he had to have a purpose and a reason for it. Today I want to help you to understand it and to be able to leave here today knowing that you are on an assignment, and it's an assignment by God. So, Pastor, what are you talking about an assignment? Let me give you a definition for assignment. You can look it up on Wikipedia or whatever great dictionary you have. An assignment is a term used with similar meaning in the law of contracts and in the law of real estate. So it's universal in its meaning. In both instances, it encompasses the transfer of rights held by one party. Listen to this good. When you understand the assignment, get this definition down in your heart, in your spirit, because you need to be able to refer back to this when you realize that you're on assignment. All right? It encompasses the transfer of rights held by one party, the assignor, to another party, the assignee. Listen to it good now. The assignment 
encompasses the transfer of rights held by one person that's transferred to you. Keep that in mind. When you're on assignment, you must remember that somebody has transferred their rights to you, giving you the right to operate on their behalf. Who could this somebody be? Before you answer it, let me give you a word from the Scriptures. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20, New Living Translation. Jesus came to his disciples. Are you all Jesus' disciples? How would I know this? Mm -hmm. By the love. By the love. If you don't have love, you don't, you're not one of his disciples. There's no way you're going to fulfill your assignment if you don't have love. Because everybody is not going to love you. But you have enough love shared abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost that you can love them. They can cuss you out, and you can still love them. There are sometimes your assignment will cuss you out. Yeah. Yeah, they will. They will abuse you. They will misuse you. They'll borrow money from you with no intentions on paying you back. Uh-huh. You know what you have to do? You have to love them. You have to love them. Let's see what Jesus said. Jesus came to and told his disciples, I have, been give, you have, I have given you authority in heaven and on earth. Where's the authority? Who's giving this authority? Go back to what I said about the assignment. It's something that somebody has given you to operate on their behalf. You are here in whose stead? Christ's stead. You are here in Christ's stead. What you need to do is to learn the importance of who you are. He has given you all authority in heaven and on earth. You have the right to rule. And you need to understand this because when you get on your assignment, you got to know who you are. Because if you don't know who you are, you're going to act a fool. How many of you have cussed folks out just because they cuss you out? <laughs> it's bad in church. You have to show, you have to <laughs> expose yourself, huh? <laughs> All right. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, nationality of people. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples. See, it ain't just church folk. It's easy for us to witness to church folk. They don't suppose to cuss you out. I said suppose. So we're very comfortable when it comes to witnesses of people that ain't going to cuss us out. People who are not going to look foolish or look at us like we're crazy. You know, so he didn't call us to those folks. When he says new disciples, he's talking about people out there that ain't really need him. Now, some of these people are saved. Their word level is not where it needs to be. And so grandmama got saved 
got to know the Lord and prayed to the Lord that he sent somebody to witness to their grandchild. That somebody would talk to their grandchild because their grandchild needs deliverance. So what God does, he look among his disciples. Those who are walking in love. And when he finds you, he employs you. He sends you on an assignment. See, the problem is you think your job is your job. Your job is your assignment. Somebody there needs you. And you wonder, God, why you send me around these heathens? God said, because somebody asked me for the heathens. So who else could I send? When I looked all over, I saw you. You were asking me for a raise. You were asking me for a better job. You were asking me for a better opportunity. You were in faith believing me for it. So since you were believing me for a promotion, you were believing me for more income, this person over here was a heathen making all his money. So my disciple, this heathen, I sent you. You rejoiced and you thanked me for it. But you will not fulfill the assignment. You become like them. You have become like them. When I sent you as my father sent me, you will not complete the assignment. Is it because you don't know? They got all these demons around them. Pat, you just don't, yeah, I do know. I, I, I've been around, I've been there before. I was in a situation where I wasn't able to talk to people because I knew how they were, so I was coming out. I came out long before other folks came out of the closet. I wasn't gay or nothing. Don't get it wrong. Don't get it twisted. I came out being a Christian. And I came out slowly. And the way I came out, I came out with my Bible. All these guys that I worked around cussed, smoked, talked nasty, told nasty jokes. So the first time when God challenged me, I didn't know what to say, so I didn't say nothing. I carried my word with me. And it was so much pressure on my shoulder when I walked into that shop with the word of God. Everybody looked at me like, who do you think you are? The audacity of you to bring a Bible in this place. I didn't say, remind you, I didn't say a word. That book spoke volumes. Just carrying that in there with me is almost like light shining into darkness. And then a few others, after I went and stopped carrying it, I'd go out there to my lunch table. When nobody wanted to come around me, I'd come out and I'd open my Bible up. Went, didn't know really what to read. You know, when you're a young Christian, you don't know what to do. So I opened my Bible up, 
and all of a sudden lunchtime was over with. They go somewhere else to eat their lunch. So I would sit out under this shade tree by myself. And I said, God, help me to understand this word. And what God would do, he would bring somebody else out the closet. Some other men who, watch this, were deep in the word, but wasn't deep in Christ. Before I left there, they had filled out and went back to their old ways. But what they didn't know, a little bit they didn't know, it helped me to sharpen my sword. God gave me a word, and he told me, sharpen your sword. Well, heck, I thought he was giving me a word to get everybody. I was going through the shop. You need to sharpen your sword. You need to sharpen your sword. You need to sharpen your sword. And God arrested me. I wasn't talking to them. I was talking to you. You need to sharpen your sword. So some of you all are getting words that you think for everybody else. And it's for you. When God speaks, they get yourself together, you're going to tell them, you need to get yourself together. God said, I wasn't talking to them. I was talking to you because you're on assignment for me. You represent me. You're here in my stead. So you got to change your ways or your name. When you're on assignment, you cannot change the brand, baby. You cannot tamper with the brand. Chick-fil-A, you have a Chick-fil-A, I told you last week, if you have a Chick-fil-A tra- franchise, and guess what? You bought the franchise, right? It's yours. You decide you want to sell cheeseburger like McDonald's. Instead of them having those, those, those waffle fries that they have, you don't think that's good. You want to sell the fry like McDonald's has. How many of you know your license will be poor? You will lose your business. And Chick-fil-A will kick you out. I don't care how much money you're making, you don't mess with their brand. Mm-hmm. God is the same way. Don't mess with my brand. His brand is love, baby. And if that's his brand, that's all you get to operate in. That's all you got to work with. Love. Don't sit here and tell me that you cannot love your enemy. Well, that's the first thing he told you. But I say unto you, you heard eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. He said, but I say unto you, love your enemies. Well, you don't know how they do it. They, they despise me. They misuse me. Pray for them. See, we want to do things our own way when we got an assignment. You got the rights and the privileges that God gave you to act like him. The problem is you don't want to stop being you. You can't get in your assignment. You can't even enjoy your job, your assignment, because you're still trying to be you. Yeah. God sent you there to witness to somebody and to get them to understand what it's like to be a Christian. You've got your eyes set on the money because now you've never had this much money. You forgot about your assignment. You forgot about why he called you there. And you know what he'll do? He'll let you have a job, but he'll send leanness to your soul. You won't enjoy it. Got the job that you wanted. When you got that, it was a bomb, 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 bomb. But now I'm so sick of these folks. They get on my nerve. I ain't driving all this way, all this. Uh, you just start complaining about everything. Why? Because you're not on assignment. 
Uh-huh. You know what you're doing? You're working for the man. God sent you there to work with the man. You're working for him, you only expect that paycheck at the end of the week. But when you're working with him, you realize that you're responsible. You're on assignment. The money is just a byproduct of you getting what God told you to get. God has placed you behind enemy lines. And all you want to do is get your paycheck. God says, serious? Is that all you want is a paycheck? When I promise you the kingdom? Is that all you want, a paycheck? You want to know how to get promotion? Promotion doesn't come from the east or the west. It comes from God. You get promotion when you finish your assignment. When God says that you're faithful and you're witnessing to that person, then guess what? God sets you up for a bigger job. He might set you beside the king or the, the vice president. He told you that your gifts would make room before you, even set you before great men. You didn't understand that was scripture? Everything, if you understand the assignment, will begin to make sense to you. Well, pastor, you don't know. I've been making this $7 for the last four years, and you will be making the fifth year if you don't get yourself together. <laughs> if you don't stop living your life to your, why would I raise you or give you a raise when you won't even do what I tell you to do? you lucky you got the job. You won't open up your mouth and you won't talk to, well, you know, Pastor, they'll fire me if I talk about y'all. That's why you need to know Scripture. That's why you need to understand what he's saying in Scripture. You got to be wise as serpent and harmless as dove. No, you can't. Back then, I could go in there with my Bible. Some places y'all work at now, it's offensive to them. So now what you're going to have to do, you're going to have to smuggle the Bible in. Smuggle. Smugglers. You're going to have to smuggle in. Well, do I keep it hidden in my coat? No. They're going to see it. It's going to bulge out. So, Pastor, where can I hide it? You know Scripture, don't you? Now it makes sense to you now. Thy word have I hid in my heart. So when you go up there talking to that person, they don't see no Bible, but they read every page. They read every line. You are a living epistle. That's how you get promoted, baby. That's how you get online. That's how you get on assignment. That's how you get things done. You're not thinking about what to say because in that hour, it's going to be given to you what to say. The Holy Ghost is going to work through you, and you're going to be realizing, man, where did that come from? It came from the Holy Ghost. Oh. Are you understanding this? Jesus said, you teach these new disciples to obey all my commandments. You teach these new disciples to obey. Now, you've got to be obeying them. If it don't, it makes you a hypocrite. I'm going to tell you something. God can still use hypocrites. Yeah. If he can use a rooster, if he can use a donkey, mm-hmm. he can use you. Mm-hmm. And you can be, uh, uh, all right, get back to Scripture. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commandments that I've given to you. And watch this. Be sure of this. I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. 
He says so much right there. Be sure of this. When you step out on an assignment, I'm with you. Even when you cuss them out. Even when you steal. Even when you talk about them. Even when you try to get busy. Because, you know, some of y'all are so desperate for a mate. Uh-huh. You're so desperate for a mate. And I didn't say male or female, so don't throw nothing at me, okay? If it fits you, then that's just it. You have to, first of all, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I'm not saying that man or that woman can't be your mate. I'm not saying that. You're not seeking them. You're seeking the kingdom. First seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then these that man, that woman can be added to you. But you got to get it right. Don't come here pretending like, I'm out of the kingdom. Oh, I'm doing this. I'm back in the floor at church. I'm taking out the garbage. I'm doing this. No, you think that you're going to persuade God to give you that mate. God said, no, I wanted to get into your heart. Because God looks at the heart, not with how busy you are for him. He looks at your heart. So once your heart get right, and you're actually seeking the kingdom, then God can send you. Well, Pastor, how do, how do I know when I'm doing You won't know until you do it. When you get into the Spirit, it's a knowing thing. It's not something that you, that you, you can study for, that you prepare for. No, you just know. You know when you get into that spot. You know. Some of you right now, you're believing for an assignment, or you believe for that man and woman, you're not ready yet, and you know you're not ready. All right, let me move on. Watch this. Now, let me go back. I still hear some more stuff. Listen to me good. There's nothing wrong with you falling in love with the assignment. You just have to be very careful. Okay? That person that you may be witnessing to might be your future husband, might be your future wife. But guess what? Look at them now. They're in raw form. Now, you've got to wait and see if they're willing to accept this God that you serve. Because God does not want you to be unequally yoked. Okay? Miss King fell in love with her assignment. Mm-hmm. Yep, she fell in love with her assignment. Thank God she fell in love with it, all right? Because she helped, she helped me out. She helped me. She helped me. Thank you, Jesus. All right. And what? All right, let me keep going. Let me try to get through this. All right, look at this. Jesus said, Behold, I've given unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. He's trying to let you know that I gave you the power to do what you need to do, to be on assignment for me. Behold, I've given unto you power. That word, that power is exousia. All right? It means the right to rule. So I've given unto you the right to rule over serpents and scorpions. That's the devil and his demons. And over all the power, that word there is translated dunamis. Over all the dunamis, dunamis means destructive forces, is where we get the word dynamite. So all of the forces, all the destructive forces of the enemy. And then he tags his line onto it. And nothing but by enemy shall hurt you. When you're doing it for me and you're on assignment for me, nothing but hurt you. Now, I'm giving you this because when I get into some little deeper stuff, you're going to understand. 
If by chance you're doing it God's way, and you're not trying to be so super spiritual, but you're doing it God's way, and you lose your job, God said, no man having lost houses, land, sister, brother, in this life will I not store them a hundred times. God said, would you work for me? Whatever's right, I'll pay it. Mm-hmm. Y'all got, y'all, some of y'all in a job right now, you got so much potential. You could be the owner of that daycare, but because you won't act right and you won't try to witness and do what God said to do, all you're going to do is be a teacher. I know I'm talking. I know you don't want to hear this. Baby, the way my business is successful now is because I'm a witness. I am a witness. People don't even know why they like me because you better not hate me. I walk in love. And you know what? What I understand is people out there might be serving different gods. Or they might not even know God, but they know love. They know love. And when I walk in love with them, they, they like me. They like me. People will like you too. I promise you they will. They will. You walk in love. They will like you. I know a lot of folks on your job hate you, can't stand you. But if you start doing it God's way, they will like you. When you start showing love, you receive love. You are there acting like a fool, they're going to treat you like a fool. You got a decision to make. You got to grow up. The church got to come alive in these last days and do what God called us to do. All right. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not, watch this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because what? Your name is written down in heaven. You want to get excited. You want to get excited because God wrote your name down. So you know what? They belong to me. That is something to be excited about. Now, let's keep moving. Real quick. I'm going to speed up a little bit. All right. I told you his brand is love. Let me show you this from Jeremiah. Show you how he got you so that you know how to get others. The Lord appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with love and kindness have I drawn thee. With love and kindness have I drawn thee. So you know what? Before you go in there and start talking to them about their sin, about what they're involved in, no, you draw them with love and kindness. Be nice to them. It don't hurt you to be nice to them. You all find that person that's on your job, that worst person that nobody likes, and that ought to be your assignment. Be nice to them. Bring them some lunch. Pay for their lunch one day. Just be nice. Say something. Tell them they look nice. Be nice to them. Somebody's praying for them. Somebody's trying to get them into the kingdom. All right. So with love and kindness have I drawn these. So you've got to be able to pull them with love and kindness, right? Well, Pastor, I'm doing that. Are you really? Define what love is. Never mind. I got it. Watch this. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and 4. Love is patient. Baby, you're going to have to be patient with these folks. They are designed to get on your nerves. The demons that are in them are going to agitate you to hope that you walk away and leave them alone. You hear me? The demons in them are going to try to get you to leave that person alone because if you keep on with your love and your kindness, you're going to win them over. All right, let me keep moving. All right, now here we go. Don't judge others. See that? I told you. 
Y'all are supposed to be judging me. This church judged me. No, baby, we ain't judging you. But you need to be judged. Now, watch what this scripture says. I want to break it down to you so you can understand it. Do not judge others, and you will not be judged. For you will be treated as, watch this. You just said don't judge others, but then you go on and say, for you will be treated as you treat others. Why you didn't put that in there if I'm not supposed to judge nobody? There's obviously something that we're not seeing. When God's talking about judging people, he said, don't be so judgmental of them and what they're doing. In other words, when you do judge, you ought to have the right aspect about judging. And you need to judge from the point of view where you know yourself hadn't got it together. So let me give you an example so that you can see it, make it plain. I use me because you get mad if I talk about you. My wife, when we stayed over on Codwood, wrecked our car, okay, the little Honda Accord, and she wrecked it. Wasn't bad, but she ran to somebody and bumped it again, you know. Another, you know all right. <laughs> Calm down. All right. So, so when she did it, I went ballistic. I was all over her. I ran upside one down the other. Jumped in that little car, and she had some folks over to the house. I'm upset with her. So I jumped in the car trying to run and drop my jewelry off and hit um, Mount Moriah, and this dude stopped in front of me. And I saw that front in that car crackle come right back at me. I mean, it just crumbled right up in front of me. And I was like, oh, God. Now, I just, mind you, went off on her because she put a scratch on the car. Here I am, got to drive this car back home. <laughs> Did I apologize? 20 years later, you accept my apology? Thank you. I apologize. All right. But the point was, I was so hard on her at first. Until I turned that corner and towed that car up. <laughs> and now I'm so hurt. I drive the car back. I don't even know how I said it to her, but I, you know, I was so beat down. I was like, God, dog. So I drove the car back, and I just went back there and laid down on the bed. <laughs> I didn't want to talk to nobody. It wasn't so bad that the car was towed up. It was that I had got on her so hard, but then now I need grace. Now I need mercy. You see what I'm saying? So when you judge people or when you tell somebody something, you better do it in love. Considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Baby, you got some weaknesses. No, Pastor, I don't have no weaknesses. Yes, you do. He that stand and let him take heed lest he fall. When you think you got it together, you better watch out, baby. You think, just because you have been tempted in a while, and I'm getting ready to start teaching you on seasons, baby, your season's going to come back around when you're going to be tempted. Right now, everything's okay. It's going good. But that's when your season shifts, when things are going good. When your season changes, it changes abruptly, and it changes with a temptation because the devil wants to offer you something to step out of your season. He can't get to you because everything's going good. Why mess up? He has to tempt you now to get you to mess up. And just because everything's going good, that's why the scriptures say, he that stand and let him take heed lest he fall. Because everything's going good, you better watch out because that rascal, the Bible said we're not ignorant to his devices. You know when he's going to come at you. You know, you know it's the devil. But because you forget about everything that God's doing in your life, everything's going good, you let your hair down. And you forfeit what God had for you. Uh-huh. So, and you should have judged that situation. <laughs> anyway, 
So what he's saying now is that you've got to be careful now because when you're on assignment, don't judge nobody because why? You don't have a heaven nor a hell to put them in. So you can't judge them. All right? What you can do and what you've been assigned to do is to teach them how to obey the commandments. And the reason why you're trying to teach them is because they judged already. Let me show you. Next, next, real quick. I'm telling you to watch this. The Bible said, no, you're not that you should judge angels. How much more things that pertain to this life? You can judge, baby. You're going to judge angels. You hear this? You are somebody. When it's all over saying, done, God's going to let you judge how your angels minister to you. You're going to judge those fallen angels. You're going to judge, baby. Some of you right now, if you will stop and get it on, understand what God's saying, do it in love. You don't judge nobody sent them to hell. You judge them so they come out of their mess. And the world, people coming to the church, that's all they do. The church so judged them. No, baby, we're trying to get you to live a better life. And you don't want to live a better life. So you leave the church saying that we hurt you. And then you go to another church. If you keep going to every church and every church hurting you, who's? You mean to tell me every church hurts you? It might not be the church. It might not be. It might be you. Because everywhere you go, they're doing it. Oh, let's see if I can give you all this. Watch this. I'm going to give you this one real quick. John 3, 17. For God sent not his son into the world to judge the world, but that the world through him could be saved. God did not send his son to the world to judge the world, but the world through God didn't send you on that job, on that assignment, to judge folk, but that the folk through you could be saved. Do you hear this? All right. There's no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged. When you sit there and tell me there's okay for same-sex marriage, there's something wrong with that. Because God ain't for it. And you don't want to hear it you know why? Because you've been judged. You're under judgment. Our job is to be able to let them know, you, we wanted you to get out of this. We're not condemning you and putting you in hell, but we want you to come out of it before you go to hell. Big difference. I'm your last chance. So don't be cussing me out, talking about me, calling me a hypocrite. When you're talking about marrying the same sex, who's the biggest hypocrite? Come on. Watch this. And the judgment is based on this fact. God has given a fact for it. He laid it out. God's light came into the world, but people, what, love the darkness more than they love the light, for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear that their sins will be exposed. There are people who will not come to the church or come to where God is because they know that their evil is going to be exposed. So what God is doing is sending you to them. 
Since they won't come to God, God is sending you to them. Now, all of you all who are hearing my voice today, you may as well get ready because God's going to send you out now because you know. You know. Now, when you bump into that person and they, they you know, and they, and they, and they doing this and they doing that, God is calling you to try to find a way to warn them that they need to come out of that because judgment is on its way. I want to know, can God use you? Can God use you? Oh, boy. Let me give you this one. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Don't you realize that those who do wrong, wake up, hold on, wake up, everybody. Wake up, wake up. All right. Don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do you realize this? All right. Don't fool yourself. Those who indulge in sexual sin. How many of y'all indulge in sexual sin? Everybody say that. How many of y'all lying? Keep your hand down. Keep your hand down. Don't raise your hand up. All right. Or worship idols. Or commit adultery. How many of y'all commit adultery? I know you better not raise your hand up. You see how judgment going to be? You stand before God, you, you commit adultery, and God says, how many of y'all commit? You ain't going to have help. The Bible says the sin is going to testify against you. Get out of it now. All right. Male prostitutes. Oh, you don't thought women could be prostitutes. The Bible explains that male prostitutes. Yep. Now, Pat, he's talking about homosexual. Oh, he got that on the next line. <laughs> male prostitutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're selling yourself out. A prostitute is somebody who do things for money. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going to leave that alone. I want you to think about that. Male prostitutes. I can go deeper than that one, but I'm going to leave you alone. All right? Practice homosexuality. You're practicing homosexuality. Well, that wasn't about yesterday. Go look it up. That's in the Bible. King James said effeminates. Now, how are you going to convince me that it's okay for same-sex marriages when God said you can't inherit the kingdom of God? How are you going to convince me of that? I don't care if you change the law. You had changed God. He said, I'm the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. I change not. Why? Because I'm God. You can change your laws all you want to. You can't change God's mind. So if you're in here and you're struggling with homosexuality or any of these things, you can't, and let me break it down a little bit, you can't understand God's way of doing things. If you're a thief, you can't understand God's way of doing things. If you're greedy, you don't understand God's way. If you're a drunkard, you can't understand God's way of doing things. You can't inherit the kingdom of God. 
Are you abusive? You cheat people? A swindler? Now these will inherit the kingdom of God. These are the people or the list that's already been judged. You don't have to judge these people. When you walk into these people, you go around these people, you don't have to judge them. They've already been judged. So now you got to love on them and you got to show them scripture. You got to help them to come out from that. There's going to be some people that God's got to send you on your job to. They're not going to be homosexual, but they're going to be adulterous. They're going to be married and still hit on you. Especially if you're anointed. And let me, help, let me help you with this. Baby, they're not after you. They're after your anointing. Uh-huh. You think you got it going on. You, you ain't got it all going on. That's the anointing that they're after. Okay? You got it twisted. You think they're after you. They're after your anointing. They're going to come to the light that's in you. That's what they're, because there's something about you that's different. They can't figure it out. They can't put their finger on it, but it's something about you that's different. And not that you're just on assignment. It's that you're anointed to be on the assignment. And that man who married, who's coming after you, baby, don't you know he's coming after your anointing? He already got a wife. If you be the fool and you play that game, then once he gets the anointing from you, he's through with you. He ain't going to leave his wife for you. Watch this. Next verse. That's why you can't judge. That's why you can't judge. Because such were some of you. Some of you were male prostitutes. Some of you were gigolos. Man, I dress it up a little bit for you so you understand. Uh huh. Some of you were adulterers. Such were some of you. Liars. Cheaters, backbiters. Yeah. Yeah. And some of you just got out. You ain't been out that long, baby. You just getting out. You still smell like smoke. Then you're going to go judge somebody else. Listen, a lot of people are caught up, especially what the church is fit to get, get ready to be hit with now with this homosexual thing. A lot of people are caught up, and because the laws are passed, they say it's okay. That spirit now is enticing them and saying it's okay. You see most young kids now that are gay. They, they, it's, yes, by choice, past they were born that way, that's another subject, okay? But again, if they were born that way, what do they need to do? They need to be born again, okay? So if you're a homosexual in here, and you say you were born that way, I have no argument. I'm not going to condemn you for being born that way. But I am going to tell you, you need to be born again. If you're not born again, you are condemned already. Just like that adulterer, just like that backbiter, just like that liar, that thief, they are condemned already. All right? Okay. And such were some of you, but you've been washed, you've been sanctified, but you've been justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of God. Now that you have changed, 
and God wants to put you on assignment, I'm going to tell you this, and I want you to understand it. Romans, watch this. Next scripture. There's therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Baby, I don't care what you've done. Whatever you did last night, it doesn't even matter now. You hear me? It's all over, said and done. All you have to do is repent. Admit that you were wrong. God said, I know you. You were like that. But my word has set you free. Since my word has set you free, there is no condemnation anymore. You're not condemned anymore. God's not condemning you for what you did last night. Or last week or whenever you did it. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But now that you're in Christ Jesus and you realize you're not condemned, God has an assignment for you. And he's getting ready to send you out of here. I've given you a lot of scriptures today. Some of you couldn't handle it. You fell asleep on it. And that's okay. But this assignment is going to wake your tail up. You've been running to the devil. Whether it be on your job, in a grocery store, or at a gas station. That waiter that come and deliver you your food. God's going to send people your way now because you know. Now, I charge you to do your job. I charge you that when you leave outside these doors, you go on an assignment. You realize that you're on assignment. And you be ready to open up your mouth and teach people how to obey God's word. That means you got to learn how to obey it. Some of you all, you need to be in church. You need to be in church every time the, door, every time the church door is open. That's how much you need it. That's how empty you are on the inside. You need to be filled with his presence. He said, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, you can ask what you will. The reason why you're not succeeding in life, because you don't have enough word in you. Now, God's getting ready to send you out. And you got to be ready to witness to people and talk to people. I want you to bow your head. I'm going to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this time. Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.